Our next guest, Sarah Meyer, founder and CEO of Parents at Work, which offers companies peer coaching programs for working parents. Sarah discovered after returning to work as a new mother, there were more challenges than she expected. It took her a long time to find her way, but this also made her realize that more support is needed for working parents. Sarah's organization fills that gap that is able to support families and the companies that employ them. The aim is to normalize being yourself at work while making work a family-friendly workspace. So welcome to Hype Woman, the podcast. We have with us Sarah Meyer, who is based in Switzerland, but little did I know you're actually originally from my home country. Welcome, Sarah. Hey, it's so nice to be here with you today. So you've, you've been in Switzerland for 20 years. Have you, uh, which accent do you now use, describe to? <laughs> You're like, what was that? Was that South African? <laughs> How is it? Yeah. How's it, my dear? How are you? Yeah, no, I'm 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 South African. I am South African. It's what I am. I, I live here 20 years, but you know, and every and as my name is Sarah Meyer, so people think like I'm Swiss. Oh wow. <laughs> so I'm always getting Swiss German messages on my combots and I can't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> so but here you are making headway as CEO and founder of the organization Parents at Work. And you're on a mission through your company to transform workplace culture and empower working parents. Tell me, how did this, how did this idea come about? So I always say, if I'm going to talk about Parents at Work, I have to start at the beginning. And that's my story as a mom. So, so I have two girls, two gorgeous girls, but they're 12 and 14 already. When So it kind of starts 14 years ago when I first came back to work and I thought it would be easy for me coming back to work and it wasn't. And I was thinking like, what, what were my challenges? And so the one challenge was that I struggled to distance myself from my daughter. I really struggled to leave her with someone else. So dropping That's her me off. Me too. Day, I, I, I <laughs> is it is it a South African thing? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> so 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 dropping off a daycare for me was like very emotional. So I used so she would cry and I would cry. I would actually stand outside in the garden and hear her crying through the window, and I'd stand outside there crying. So this is how my day started every day. You know, <laughs> I was like emotional. It's actually torturous. I was actually having a conversation with a friend about how every time I leave my child with someone, I in my head, I imagine the worst things. And I don't know, again, if this is also maybe that we're parenting away from home. I don't know yeah. if it's the unfamiliarity of that. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But I was always expecting like this might be, I have to say goodbye. You know, it might be the last time I see oh, her. <laughs> Super dramatic, must be the hormones, or I don't know what. But then, so can you imagine? So I'm arriving at work late because I've been doing lots of time crying in the car park. So I arrive at work, such an emotional mess, and feeling like a complete failure as a mother. And so then my boss looking at me and thinking, she's a mess. Let's not give her any important work to do. So taking all my important projects away from me. So then I feel like I'm not creating any value at work. So I'm feeling like a complete failure on all fronts, right? So I'm failing as a mom, failing as a as an employee, lose my confidence in, in myself. And yeah, it, 
a horrible place to be, right? Totally. So, yeah. And so, and so it took me a couple of years and another baby and even for things to kind of stay bad for a while. And then at one stage I, I looked around and I saw there's so many other parents, you know, coming back to work and, and I can imagine they're struggling too. They're also feeling guilty. They're not with their babies yeah. where they want to be, but they, but they want to be here at work, but it's also like a struggle because as parents, I think people kind of are looking at you and expecting you, especially as a working mom to fail, right? They're thinking, yeah, she's not going to be here properly. Uh-huh, she's uh-huh. Her heart is somewhere else. She doesn't care about her job anymore. So so, and I was thinking, like, how can we support parents in the workplace? And, I mean, here's the thing, right, because I've, I've also worked at an agency here in Germany, and I also felt this kind of, like, almost unspoken prejudice towards moms, like, you know, don't give her the, the leads because she's going to have to run off to take care of her child. And I've even heard, like, one time a colleague was pregnant and someone said, where did so-and-so run off, you know? And, 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 you know, like when you hear these kind of things and you wonder, you also get this pressure as a, as a working mom to sort of like not talk about your kids, to not bring this emotional side of yourself to work. And, yeah. and so much of that is so unrealistic and unnatural. Yeah, so we can't be ourselves. So I always love because some people say like they wear they wear like the moss, right? They yeah. pretend at work that they're I always laugh. I say that wasn't me, right? <laughs> I was no good at moss. I just fell apart in front of everyone and they will knew it. <laughs> was like a mess. <laughs> no, I wasn't that bad. But I mean, yeah. I mean, I think whether we're wearing masks to pretend that we that we're not, or we're falling apart and, and this is not what we want to be. Yeah, it's it's tough, and we and we've suddenly got this huge responsibility of bringing these precious babies into the world, and we have to bring them up, and it's and it's this huge task that we're not prepared for, and we have to find a whole new way of working. And how do we? What is our routine? You know, who we are we as people, as a family? What kind of parent do I want to be? What's not working for me? And and we have to find a way. It's a it's a it's transition. It's a, it's a huge transition. I would say it's the mother of all transitions, right? The so mother of all transitions, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you ask me the question, where did it come? If I, and I love to say, like, I took those type of experiences and was able to mold that into something positive, right? So, so what I did was I recruited people inside my company. I was just working you know, in a job. And I just asked my colleagues, other moms like me, hey, do you want to join? We're going to, we're going to support parents in this workplace. Do you want to, do you want to get on board? Are you coming with me? Oh, <laughs> you know, wow. like, let's put our hands up. Let's go. So, you know, and, and so that's where it started. Just really small grassroots program where I just recruited people inside my company to support other parents, to train them up as coaches and say, let's offer it. And people started signing up and, you know, it became, it was a hobby and it grew from there. And now, yeah, now, now it's, it's a company, you know. Did you ever doubt this idea? Did you ever, like, what were some of your challenges, like teething, teething challenges, if I may? Yeah. Well, I mean, when I started it out, it wasn't intending to be a company. Uh-huh. It was just something that I really needed to do. Yes. 
So I just needed to do it. And then and then I had, it was quite funny. So then another company approached me and said, would I do it for them as well? And I was like, hmm. <laughs> now I have a family, I have a job, I have a couple of hobbies. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do it for you too. And you know what I was doing? I was taking vacation to go to the other company to run the program. And I was working at nights to try and make it all work. And then I was like, this is not really working for me. Um yeah, and so then I had to quit my job and and make it make it a business. But t- so 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 from that perspective. But for me, the challenges were to keep believing because the one thing is taking the risk and taking the jump, the leap, right? Yeah, exactly. And quitting my job and saying. And then, of course, then it was like, but now I've got this because my company asked me to keep running it for them. So I had two clients. Yeah. But obviously, I needed to grow, and then. Yes. And then finding it hard to grow because this was not a market that existed. I was developing a new market. People didn't know they want peer coaching for their parents and companies. You know, I was alone. I was no longer Sarah working at a big company. And I was Sarah working for myself. The doors didn't open as easily. But I mean, this I is the thing because what you're doing is so, in some ways, just so countercultural. for, I don't know how it is in Switzerland, but I know that in Germany, it still is very much, you know, women should stay at home and take care of the kids and like very gender specific role. Whereas, you know, what you're saying is actually, you know, moms want to come back to work and they want to adjust and, and dads as well. So want to stay at home, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have this conversation with my husband all the time. Yeah, and and not in and not only that, like we're doing it by adding real connection in the workplace. Whereas often we're like conditioned to think like at the workplace we have to position ourselves as as professional, as having it together. And I'm saying instead, show your vulnerability, be yourself, let people see the truth, and and it allows everybody to be themselves. So. Yeah, let's go. So it's it's completely counter. <laughs> Thank you for pointing that out for me. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes it's scary, right? If you keep doing this on your own and you feel like you're alone doing it. So what um, kept you going? Like what what made you like okay, uh, you know, keep going? Yeah, yeah. I read somewhere. Uh, it's just go back to the purpose. That's always what I've done. It's yeah. like. Because like I got like often like feedback like oh we love your concept but let's not use it for parents because that's too niche or parents are not important you know so use your peer coaching for something else. Oh wow! And you and you and it's so easy because then it sounds like oh but that's a good idea maybe that'll be easier like that. Let me that's go. A better business go. model. I, yeah, because it's always like you know you need you to monetize you. your strength. Yeah, right. And people push you in this direction. You think oh maybe I'll go that way. And then I always felt like. What I've done is always try to stay true to to what's important for me, what my values are, and what my purpose is. And and while I love peer coaching and I love leadership topics, and I think culture topics are super important for me, my specifics are and stay niche, right? Cool. So it's family friendly culture and empowering and supporting working parents. Wow. And that's where I keep my focus. And, and every time I feel like I'm lost, if I go back to my purpose and also helps me when I'm feeling frustrated or whatever, I like, but what I'm doing is important and it helps me to keep my focus and also keep my motivation. So knowing what's important. Talking about a family friendly culture, like how, what is an example of a 
of the opposite of that of a bad family family <laughs> or, 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 oh, no. or a workplace that is not inclusive of of, of yeah no. or what contributes right to people feeling like it's not friendly yes, yes. Oh, you asked really like the tough questions. Easy to say, what is family friendly, right? We'll, we'll, we'll get to that as well. Yeah. Well, what maybe? We can I think for sure. Friendly and then, you know, we can compare. Yeah, but, but for sure. No, I, I love that question because, because it's like where people can't be themselves. And that's because the leaders don't feel like they can be themselves, where there's a lack of vulnerability. Right. So that's why we all have to be something that we're not. And I always think like leaders, you have to role model, you have to role model it. And so that's like show your vulnerability, share your mistakes and failures with your team so that they can feel safe to take risks as well. So for me, that's like where people are not role modeling, where people are not keeping it real in the workplace. I think that's that makes it unfriendly. And then then the people feel like such a pressure to try and be something that they're not, you know, and try to hide the challenges that they're facing. I'd rather come to work and say, oh, I'm exhausted. I was up all night with the baby, right? Yeah. I'm feeling really tired. Somebody give me a coffee or a tea because I don't drink coffee. And then and then and then say, okay, but now let's let's start to work. Because now I could feel like I'm I'm myself. You guys know where I'm at. But now I want to be part of it and let's go forward. Rather than trying to pretend that I'm that everything's fine. When it's had two hours of sleep and about to destroy someone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So give me some caffeine right now. Yeah. But also like, I think, I think companies also often are offering benefits, right? They're offering lots of benefits. You can work part-time or you can, you know, you can take paternity leave. So they're offering a lot of these benefits, but I'd like to encourage them to ask how do people feel about using it? Because I hear stories about people saying, I had a meeting with a manager and they said, you want to take paternity leave? Do you not care about your career? Right? Yes, I've heard that too. Yeah. Or you want to work part-time, that's great, but that means you're going to have to pay the price, no more promotions. Exactly, exactly. So this is very interesting. And I, and I think, how how do we, I mean, it's basically a system that is structured to ensure that you keep in this direction or in this and keep in check while at the same time it comes at a price, a price that most, I think, working dads and moms don't want to pay. And so <laughs> I, I have someone who got told and they would finish in their, their medical thesis and, and their professor like said to them, well, your, your, your thesis is for your first wife and, and then your postgraduate is, is for your second wife. And I thought, okay, great. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not a great way to start, right? <laughs> no. And it, it's, it's almost like, well, I mean, again, I studied law and I, I know full well what the law uh, faculty and industry is like. And I've heard so many countless conversations of like, you know, for, for a female to have a family, to want to make partner into a law firm, like it is, it is very rare. And at some point it can either lead to burnout or, or someone leaves. And, and yet, you know, like you, you spend years studying and this is what you want to, you know, it almost makes no sense. It's, 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 yeah, it's silly. So my question is like, how has the last few years, the pandemic affected your organization in, in terms of the work that you do? 
and and also just like like put a spotlight on why it's necessary for to have these conversations of work life balance for for parents so the last the last couple of years have been tough right yeah. i mean it was so funny i remember when they had the lockdown in when it just happened in switzerland there was like a friday afternoon announcement that schools are closed and that that everybody has to stay at home and it was so funny because i had like three program launches planned for like the next six weeks and that monday morning my emails were just coming in and it, i just could hear them beeping ding 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 and it was always like cancelling workshop cancelling workshop you know and it was just all coming through and i was just like i just had to stand up and step away from it and say it it's out of my control yeah. right yeah. but what i found was like the resilience that has been built through this is just amazing because we went back to the drawing board and and found new ways and and all the clients that had planned to go ahead then had all gone ahead we just had to change we had to we had to be agile and change and so and so i love that being a small organization that we can change the way we work and we can still make it happen and you know we suddenly we were doing open forums for discussions for parents who are stuck at home in in lockdown and and that was super valuable and and that's what we were doing at that moment you know so so yeah, I like being able to be a change and 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 what makes me sometimes really emotional is to think about like all the partners that have joined and yes. that are part of parents at work. And it's hard work to to bring change and it's hard work to bring cultural change and but they all care about making a change in the world and we've just been going forward, you know, with whatever comes, we keep going forward, you know, and we thought Corona was over and then it came again. And now we have like war here in Europe, you know, it's. And it's stressful being a parent in this time because you've got to a think about your work, but you've also got to be at home and, and handle little people emotions. Yeah. And little people have, big emotions around these things and yeah it makes me really sad that like my youngest was you know sitting at the ta kitchen table like a week or two ago in tears you know the tears yeah. were just running down her face and you know we can't think that they're not worried about what's going on and they definitely know what's going on as well and so how do we balance all of this you know worrying about a business worrying about our kids yeah but I think nowadays the joy for me about Corona is that it's brought the spotlight on parents and that suddenly now somebody said to me the other day, working parents is top of mind for leaders at the moment. Oh, it is. Like, I've seen such an, I mean, so you've been on my radar for, I think the last year, year and a half. And, and it's only recently when I've started to read more and more about like the great resignation and the stress working parents have. And I was like, okay, Sarah and I need to have a talk. <laughs> it's become top of mind. And I think like this is, if this is, if this is the outcome, then I'm happy because it's been challenging for parents forever. Yeah. But now suddenly people are, are, are saying like, it's not good enough and, and I'm changing my job. And, you know, so, you know, so maybe I don't get any recognition at work. Maybe everybody questions me at work as a working mom. 
So I'm going to work somewhere else where I'm appreciated and people exactly. are taking actions. And so and the I company mean, is going to have to change too, you know? So That's it. And, and you know, we, we live in a time where, you know, it's just amazing that you can do, I keep reading articles about the things you can do on the internet. And I'm just like, you know, there are many ways to earn money. You just have to learn. You just have to be open to it and just get, get it done. We don't have to just stay in, in jobs where we're underpaid as because we part our moms, yeah. you know, and we're sacrificing what's important for us. Absolutely. So you, you, you were only going to do just moms in your program or how did you decide that you're going to bring in dads? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I have to admit when I started the program, it was just for moms. Understandably, like I would have done the same. And I always say, because when you're struggling, you only get to see, like, I feel like your your perspective gets really narrow, yes, right? Yes, yes. And so I think like when I was struggling during the early years with our kids, and I, it's like hard to admit this, but I think I didn't have a lot of perspective for what it was like for my husband, uh-huh. because I thought he has it easy, he gets, you yes. know. He gets to go to work. I have to deal with the kids and, and trying to do a part-time job. I did not think of his perspective much at all. I'm not really proud to say it. But. I'm going to stop you very quickly. I saw this TikTok video where this guy comes home and he sees like all the kids' toys lying around and the house is in a mess. And he says, oh, I think I'm going to call in sick tomorrow because my wife looks very upset. And I thought, if that doesn't sum it up, like, very, very, yeah, just on point, I, I don't know what does. I have to add the link. To it. Yeah. You don't have the perspective, yeah. right? And, yes. But anyway, so, but what I loved was, like, the, the, the second company that came to me and said they wanted it, they said, we'd love to add dads to the program. And my first reaction was, like, I have no idea what I'm going to say to them. <laughs> What am I going to say to a dad? I have no idea. Like, he's going to come to my workshop. I'm like, I'm going to, I actually must, I should tag in one of those first few dads with the program because I was like quite anxious about how I'm going to manage this. But it was low key, like letting your stress out in that direction, right? I'm joking. (laughs) But what I found, a few things. First thing is the dynamic in a group changes completely when it's mixed. Yes. Genders. It's like, and, and you know, all these people talk about diversity and it's important for teams. I'm just talking about my own experience. It's like when we're all exactly the same compared to when we have different people in the room, it just it changes the dynamic. It, we we spend less time focusing on the problems and more time focusing on the solutions and the positives, right? Yeah. And so that was just like pure experience. And, and so I can really relate to all these topics. But but the other thing changed for me was I got a new perspective of, so I might be struggling at work because I'm trying to manage what's at home. And my husband is possibly missing out on being at home because he's having to be at work. That's exactly it, actually. That that makes a lot of sense. And that's so true. And so, yeah, how, how do you help dads like articulate this at work? Because... I mean, I think for them as well, they're basically like trying to put themselves out there at changing a work culture that is very biased towards men, you know, 
put in their family first. Yeah, there's a lot of judgment around that. There's judgment on women, but there's superman judgment on men, right? Yeah. They're expected to be the breadwinner, the superman. You know, they're not allowed to be weak. They're not allowed to ask for time off, you know, be strong, power through, you know, don't don't be weak and want to have cuddles with babies, you know. <laughs> is that masculine? And, and it is, it is. Oh, I mean, I talk a lot about being trailblazers because somebody's got to do it for the first time. And so say at your company, you say none of the, none of them, I'm in a leadership position and none of the leaders work part-time. Well, uh-huh. somebody's got to do it the first time, right? right? And so we need trailblazers who are willing to take a stand and say, I want to change things. I want, I want the culture to be different and I'm going to take, I'm going to take a calculated risk and, and, and do something different. And what have I got to lose? So so how do you empower how do you empower parents at work like do you empower them to speak out to challenge you know the the work culture so that they can you know yeah you know, what does a good work culture look like for instance okay. <laughs> we're on the right on the other side of it now so there's a there's different aspects, right? So we so we we look to empower like the parent. So we create a safe space for them for them to think about what they really want. And I, and I don't say like you've got to be like both working four days a week and one day because that's the perfect. I rather say what is perfect for you. What are your values? What is important for you? And rather just have the freedom to choose what you want. Because wow. my model is not your model, right? And so we have to be careful that we don't get tied up in this like four-day woman. Week. Yeah. Or this woman, she's staying at home and only working one day. Like she's not committing to this new yeah. movement. So, you know, let's judge her. It's People should be able to choose what they want to do without judgment and live a life that they want to choose that, that fits for them whatever that is, I think we could have a little bit more generosity in the way we look at other people would be a better place to be, you know, instead of saying like, you have to be like, mm, like yeah, I yeah, think. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, I think the challenge of being in any corporate environment is that it's so focused on, you know, if you stand out, you're kind of like looked at as the weird one. Whereas, you, you, you know, there's almost like this cult, like, you know, we all wear, red and yellow we all attend these meetings we all meet at the at the lunchroom or whatever you know it's like put in or else you're you know, what is wrong with space for being different right or for choosing yeah. for yourself yeah, yeah. Exactly. so um, like we so we want to create space for for parents to 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 do what they want and i think the more people do what they want the more it becomes normal and okay to be different, right? And then we're all different, then we feel like we fit in. But there's that one aspect. But the other side of it is always is that we talk about having ambassadors in the workplace. So these are often the peer coaches, but also parents or or parents or, or people that just care about it who say, like, I want to be ambassador for working parent. And what do they do? And it's so simple. It's just about being willing to talk. It's about in the coffee corner bringing up the conversation. And that creates like safety and creates like normal, normalizing these kind of topics. Talking about, you know, if you're a dad, talk about it. You know, at the coffee room, you might be a senior leader saying, you know, like I was up at four o'clock last night with the baby, you know, I'm here drinking extra coffee today, you know, or my wife has to go to work. So we're like, you know, with the normalizing it. Yeah, exactly. 
normalize it and talk about it and and talk about like vulnerably as well like sharing sharing struggle stories not just sharing solutions or how we got it right but also how we're struggling so because then I think it makes other people's struggles feel smaller because they feel like my struggle is like me yeah we're all the same you know this is where I'm at at the moment but they're at there too so I don't feel so bad Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, you know, parenting on its own is hard as it is. And Mm -hmm. and in so many ways, it's isolating. And so when you find the right people to share that with, and, and, you know, this is where I find, you know, one, as an expat, two, being like, you know, a parent raising a biracial, bicultural child in a foreign country, I'm very, very thankful for like, the circle of friends that I have because we're all parents. We're all going through the same things together, the same challenges and, and being able to meet together. And we call it like Elton Arben, <laughs> but it's like, just like this fun, which, which sorry to explain to our English listeners, Elton Arben's parents, parent evening that you, you would use for like school meetings, but you know, to be able to meet willingly with your peer of friends who are parents and just gather and say, you know what? Yeah, it's hard. Whether you're a, whether you're the dad or the mom, it's not just the moms who are going through, you know, things like that. So, yeah. yeah. The worst is to feel alone, right? And it can be so isolating. Yeah. And so when we can share with each other, then we feel less alone. I always say like, oh, I love it when people share stories because we see ourselves in other stories and then we know we're not alone, right? I love it too. We're so going to be good friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you share your story with me, when you were talking there now, I was like, even though maybe my story is different and like, I don't have like, you know, you have different challenges in me, but I just like, I feel my heart connects with yours and, and now I feel connected, you know, and I think like if we can do more of sharing our stories with other people then we can create that connection. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is the thing that I think is sometimes missing in work culture is this, this, ability to share this connectivity and and I think I don't know how do you find work from home how does that work for parents like has it been a good thing or what can be improved there and and yeah from the organization perspective like from companies how does that work for them I have to be honest like sometimes I say I'm not in this this business because I have all the answers (laughs) I'm in the business because I know all the challenges (laughs) I mean, so one thing is fabulous is that some companies were not allowing people to work from home and now they've all seen that it's possible. And so being able to work from home as a working parent is a wonderful thing. But at the same time, just working from home brings challenges. For instance, I never get to dress up and feel good about myself. And sometimes you need to get out and have an adult day and not just be at home and, and, doing washing or feeding kids or you know in between in between your meetings running off to the kitchen to prepare the next meal (laughs) yeah exactly get in the oven on i need to get the chicken nuggets in before the kids arrive hungry and like i've got a meeting how do i time it all you know so so but then also i worry that that FaceTime makes a difference. And so if yeah. all parents are staying at home and all young, ambitious people are getting FaceTime with leadership in the office, wow. are we not even going to get a bigger gap wow. between people, you know? That's interesting. I never thought about that. That makes a lot of sense. 
yeah. power of FaceTime. That's that's so true. Um, yeah. So how do we do it? And I, I, for, for me, the one I'm talking every time I'm talking to people now that they go back to office, I'm like, how are you guys doing it? What is the plan? And I think really being intentional about it and yeah. as a team thinking about how we're going to do it and how we're going to do it that not like some people get loads of FaceTime and some people get no FaceTime. But at the same time, like a lot of people are saying, like, I don't want to go back to the office or, or, you know, I've moved away from the town even, so I can't come back to the office. So how do we manage that? Okay. I don't know. I don't have the answers, but I think it's going to be something that's going to keep managers busy for the next yeah. years to find this new way of working. So, yeah, what is a family-friendly environment? Back, back to your, yeah. My people. Where does a family-friendly? What does a family-friendly work culture look like? Yeah, a place where people can get to choose for themselves design. So where people are empowered to design, Yes, you know, the work that they want to be. But also where people are encouraged to... To have conversations, I think this clarity and transparency is so important. I always say, like, you know, have you decided what your boundaries are and and, and, and do you feel safe enough to put them in place, you know, wow. put boundaries in place? I think that's really, really powerful for, for what kind of life you live. Because, like, I had, like, a like a friend of mine, a mom, whose boss was quite chaotic. So he would always come last minute with, with projects. And she said that had been fine before, but as a working mom, I couldn't be as spontaneous and suddenly work late because he came with something at the last minute. And so she needed to like define the boundaries that I cannot work like that. And so a friendly, a family-friendly workplace is one where people can feel safe enough to say, this is how I need to work to be able to make it work. Yeah, um, yes, yes. And that they have a support to be able to do that. To design, to design a work, a working time that fits with their family, because yeah. you can't just ask people to not care about their family time, their values. Like yes. I want to be home for dinner with my family, no matter what. And, and and so I need a space that can can allow me to do that. You mentioned something, and I, I saw I was having a look at your website, and you said that the things the things you don't they don't tell you about when you return to work after pregnancy. So maybe shed some light on that, like how it changes for, because it, you know, it does change. Changes <laughs> I was going to say, if you get too much information about how is it going to be after a baby, when you don't have the baby, then, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what, what are you, what do you, what do you not know about, about what it's like I think I think I think we're so quick to lose our confidence yes yes but we don't but we don't we don't notice it it's like it's like a little virus that gets in there right and suddenly we find like I've lost all my confidence that is huge wow and and these little things like a question like somebody said to me the other day they were at an interview and someone said so the job is a hundred percent how are you going to manage your daycare? But you know what? It's like it plants a seed of doubt. Yes. She's not asking, they're not going to ask men that question, but asking a mother that question. And so immediately there's a little doubt, like we have a little doubt that you can manage it as a working mom. And so then 
that plants a little doubt in you because then you're like, hmm, maybe I will be challenged. You know? So my question is, how do you handle that as a mom returning to work? Because I've had that asked to me once. How do you manage your day? Yeah. And the thing is, like, you know, my first reaction is I want to say, hey, <laughs> did you ask the man in the meeting before me the same yeah. question? <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know. I think I think you can do it with humor, you know. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, it's tough, but I feel like if we just ignore that, what we do is we let the doubts come in and that's where we lose our confidence. Right, right. And so we have to reflect them back. We have to reflect them back. But I I, I think we don't want to come across as like revolutionary fighting feminists that we're going to like, you know, cut you off at the knees. It's not a great way to get into a new company. And, and there's something I will talk about in upcoming episodes is like likability bias. And I've had this affect me a lot where, you know, I I think I was liked a lot because I'm very adaptable, very changeable and very agreeable. You know, yeah. you know, it's, it's a South African thing. You know, you get along yeah. with people. You, you know how to make the small talk and you know how to engage with people in a very real way. But then as soon as you have a strong point about something, it's like, oh, she actually has something to say that is, you know, counter, counter-cultural. Yeah. And, and I think for a lot of times, I, I didn't see it as a bad thing being likable. I was like, okay, oh, hey, that's cool. People like me. That's great. That means I can handle different personalities and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, sorry, coming back to what we were saying, uh, I think as soon as you assert yourself, you're not so likable. It's tough, right? It's so tough. Especially if you want to be likable, if you're like me, I'm like a people pleaser. I don't want to say stuff that's going to polarize people. <laughs> I don't want to upset. I don't want to rock the boat. But this but is the thing as working moms, you want to be able to, to have this assertiveness without having to pay the price for it. Yeah, yeah. And so I would say, let's rather go back to the HR person not asking that question in the first place. I agree. I totally agree. Why should we have to choose between getting the job or protecting ourselves from like losing ourselves completely? Why is it always one or the other? You know, why can't I get the job and still feel good about myself? This is a good, this is a good next topic for me. I can do a list of 10 things HR shouldn't ask women in an interview. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly or like going back to work like the first couple of weeks and like my male colleague saying to me so where's the where's the baby <laughs> like the cardboard box in the beach is waiting for me for when I finish the meeting <laughs> oh no my dad said to my husband did somebody ask you where your baby was today he's like no <laughs> oh no that's so funny that's that's yeah that's interesting yeah but that comes back to your question was like what happens when you come back to work and it's like all these little things are eating away at our confidence of who we are and just having a baby it it knocks your feet out from under you because your body's changed everything's changed you're trying to make sense of everything yeah and you and you're trying to do such an important job and you've not really been prepared for it right? And they let you take this little baby home from hospital, which is super scary. And, and so you, you're questioning everything. And then if everybody's questioning you, you know, it's so hard to hold on to who you are. And that breaks my heart because I see young moms 
and dads, like like losing a little bit who they are. You know, I don't recognize myself. I don't know who I am, you know. And I think that's kind of normal. I think everybody goes through that. But I wish that we were a little bit more generous as a society. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. A little kinder to these people who are who are contributing to the future of our world. Who's paying their pensions if we do not have babies? You know, just let's be a little bit more kind to, to, to people who are bringing babies into the world because it's a big job. It is a big job. We're all human beings. Yeah, it's a big responsibility. So anyway, I feel strongly about that. What are you guys working on at the moment and where do you see, how do you see transformation happening with, with yeah, your current programs? So, yeah, what's really exciting is we're working on an ambassador program. <laughs> and I would love to invite you to be one of our first ambassadors. <laughs> and, and, and I think this is like, because I think change takes, it, it needs a movement, right? It needs people on board and it needs ambassadors. And, and I think to create, you know, a family-friendly workplace, a family-friendly world, let's let's all get on board and do something. So we're thinking about how can we engage with ambassadors? And it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not about implementing a program or buying something. Or it's just about sticking a badge on and making a commitment to, 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 to do something towards that change. And so that's something I'm really excited about. That's what we're talking about at the moment and excited yeah. to share it when we're ready. So <laughs> I hope you're ready for it. <laughs> and I'm, I think I'm very interested to hear more. So, yes, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. So, and I think everybody, people always think like, what can I do? And I think everybody can make a change. Like you can contribute in some small way, stand up for somebody, make a little change, change the question you ask. Don't put doubt into a mother's heart. You know, it's just a a little commitment we can all make to making change. And, And that's how, and that's how, you know, it's a drop in the ocean, but a lot of drops together, you know, make a wave. So. Yeah. You know what was really interesting is when I worked at a, at a at an agency and usually, and I think this happens in lots of workspaces and don't think it was just that place, but women generally get together and they will talk about their challenges in a way that I think was futile for me because talking amongst each other doesn't change anything, you know? And yet the change needed to come from a management level. And I think for me, what would be really, really, I think, ideal is, is to, have, to, to be in a work environment, as you said, like to talk about these things openly, to, to not be judged and to, you know, to feel like you're just as valuable as your male colleague who has no kids. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. To feel to feel like, yeah, that moms and dads are valued employees. That, and I think when people feel valued and important, they show up differently as well. You Absolutely. Know? And in one of our recent blogs, I did like a whole campaign on women who lead, working moms who lead. And one of the things that one of the moms like mentioned was when you say flexible working hours, not just flexible you know like work from home but like can I get the time off to go go to the dentist take my kid to the doctor and that kind of thing and I thought that was that was really interesting so just having the yeah. that that parenting comes with equal responsibilities 
Yeah. And not just going to the dentist, also going to swimming lessons, right? In the middle of the day, you know? And then doing the work later. That's what flexible, that's being able to design your work yes. around your your family needs. So, yeah. That's what it's yeah. been really, really wonderful chatting to you. And I know for a lot of people listening, this might sound like a dream, a pie in the sky thing, but I think we're onto something. So I'm excited <laughs> to see where this goes. Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> I have a good idea, though. We're going forward. So thank you so much for being interested in what we're doing and chatting with me about it. It's been great, Sorona. A little piece of home together here. Yeah, hope and hope and home. <laughs>